0: Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Welcome to the School of Humanity, episode 27. And uh, this is Rachel Bullman. I hope you know my n- name by now. And this is my husband, Jason Bullman.
2: Hello. You should say hello. I <laughs> mean,
1: you can't see you. Know, this is awkward when you. <laughs> um, and we have Thomas LaPointe.
2: Howdy, friends.
1: Gator fan extraordinaire. And Joanna Cower.
0: Hello, everyone. Good to be back. <laughs>
1: And we, of course, have been talking about a femininity and masculinity. Last episode, we attempted to dive into the four aspects of the feminine genius. Yeah. We and got we, one. Yeah, we got one. You know, There's I a mean, lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um, and so we, we talked about receptivity and how, um, how that is definitely part of the, the nature of woman. And we also talked about the fact that our soul is, is feminine. And that we are actually all called to receptivity. That is the best way for us to discover our Catholic identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. <coughs> Excuse me. And tonight we are hoping to dive into the other aspects of the feminine genius as identified by Moliere's Dignitatum, which was an apostolic letter exhortation. What was letter. it? Encyclical. Letter. Was it? Oh my a letter gosh. is an encyclical. Threw- oh. We can't
2: all be right. <laughs>
0: Encyclical
1: Or means are we
2: all right? It was. It was a letter. At the same time. Um, mm. From mm. Touche, <laughs> <that. Touché>, sir. <laughs>
1: Both and. Um, JP2 on the dignity and vocation of women. And tonight we want to talk about sensitivity.
2: Well, hopefully more than that.
1: That's it. To, I mean, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was just going to say.
2: Sometimes when I drink cold water, my teeth hurt. <laughs> is this right? That is not I think you need sensitized. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh wow. What? Um.
1: Actually, I was gonna say let's uh, let's talk about some things that we are not attributing to this type of sensitivity. Glad I could provide that yes, segue for you. you. <laughs> thank you. Our son today, uh, Jeremiah, he had um, his kindergarten vaccinations today. oh yeah, mm-hmm. and um, he is our sensitive one. And so before we went in, I was like, oh, it's not going to be a big deal. They're going to give you a couple of shots. It'll sting for like a couple of seconds and then it'll be over with. And uh, they make you like kind of lean over their body and hold their hands, mostly so they can't like freak out and they can't <laughs> see the shots because they do it like on their legs at the pediatrician's office that we go to. And so I'm laying across to him, and he's all smiling, you know. And they're like, okay, count with us as we give you these shots. It's only three. It'll be fine. And so they go to count. And, I mean, on one is when they put the needle in. And then as they count to five, that's when they're, they're pushing the plunger down to give them the vaccination. And so they're like, one. And Jeremiah's like, one. <gasps> I mean, his whole body. I mean, <laughs> he just went completely stiff. And so when they finish, he looks at me and goes, mommy that kind of hurt. I mean, actually it hurt really bad. <laughs> he goes, I don't think I can walk.
3: It's <laughs> a little dramatic. <laughs> he's
1: a little dramatic. So we get out to the lobby. He knows and he, how to work it. Let's yes. Just and I'm, I'm trying to make their next appointment and he's sitting on the other side of the desk talking to Gabriel and he's like, Gabriel, it really hurt. I mean, I can't wait to tell daddy. Cause mommy said it wasn't going to hurt and it really hurt. <laughs> he's like, I, it hurts when I walk
3: again. <laughs> using it to his advantage super sensitive I like that kid <laughs> <laughs> immediately
1: and, uh, knows how to do and the really sweet the right lady was like you're gonna hear about that for a long time i was like i know i know <laughs> uh, hear about his sensitive his sensitive spots on his legs he's like he was can we ever take these band-aids off i don't think we should take them off I was like, i'm pretty sure we <laughs> can take them off now <laughs> it'll be all right but that is not what we are speaking of when we are talking about sensitivity. No, it is not to the feminine genius. So I can't believe we told that long story, Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're not talking about sensitive teeth.
2: Darn. No. Nope.
1: nope. Um, we're not speaking about sensitivity in that in that way. Um, what are we speaking about in relation to sensitivity? Anybody want to tackle that one?
3: Um. Well. I liked the way that it was worded. Um, is this being ever alert to the inner life of others? Mm. Yeah. How about that? Mm. That's good, yeah, right? That's good. Yeah. I like that. And and you know receptivity, you can see how that is un- underlines yeah. that um, that sensitivity that women have as well. When you're perfectly, or when you're more receptive um, to who you are, to who God is, to His love. You're more receptive than to the rest of the body of Christ around you, and um, and more sensitive and alert to. You can't
2: pick up on that without receptivity, right? Right. If you're closed
3: off, then you simply won't be aware. And so, what JP two asserts is that um, in that in that letter is that in a particular way the feminine mode of being Imago Dei is particularly sensitive to the inner life of others. You, Because of your natural receptivity, just being around others, you get more of a feel of what's going on um, and, you know, how to, to nurture, you know, if you will, the people around you. Right. Um, so... Do you guys find that to be true in your own lives? By right. you guys, I mean you women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, I do. Um, but I also am thinking about historically. So historically, women have had the jobs that were caregiving jobs. Right. Right? So nurses. they were nurses right. or um, teachers or um, like, I don't know, like wet nurses or I don't know, like all of these jobs that involve the caretaking of others. And I don't think that's an accident. Um, I think that it's a very intrinsic natural part for women to take care of the people around them.
2: Um,
0: And oftentimes you'll hear, oh, like, those women didn't choose. That was just because they were forced into those sort of jobs. But um, there's a very interesting study that I think is applicable. Uh, I think it was in Sweden where everyone really has, like, basic – like healthcare and education. Um, and so you would think if all of these things are taken care of, then women would have these high-paying CEO jobs. But what they end up doing is actually like staying at home or like doing part-time work because they want to take care of their families. Right, And that society allows them that freedom to choose the things that come most naturally to them versus right. we think if you're going to be a woman in this society, you have to have that high powering job. Like you can't be a stay at home mom. Right. But I think it's short sighted to say that that's not an intrinsic part of how women were made.
3: Right. And it's almost like women and I, this is my own opinion, but I feel like men are at fault for women, not taking hold of Mm -hmm. the natural beauty that they are. And they're seeing sensitivity as a weakness, Yes. you know, um, because we've abused Right. women as men mm-hmm. we've dominated them you know mm-hmm. rather than in, in, in the you know what i mean by that yeah. in the biblical sense like we've uh, abused their receptivity their sensitivity and um kind of lorded over them exactly and then also like on a socioeconomic level you know they've been not given equal rights and there's yeah. been a lack of justice so yeah. now you know, there's this reactionary mode mm-hmm. where they, you know, which, of course, they deserve equal rights in all the, uh, in all those realms. Um, but th- at the same time, they've abandoned the feminine genius to yeah. do that, to try to become more masculine because they feel like that's their way to becoming, quote, equal. Do you mm-hmm. know? But that's man's fault, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not... First and foremost, woman's fault.
0: Well, women have become like men and men have become like women, but it's mainly because women are afraid to be who they are because they think that if I'm fully sensitive and fully receptive and fully loving, I'm just going to get taken advantage of. So there's a real fear in our society for women to be who they are meant to be and who they want to be.
2: Right. It is a cycle, and it's either cycling in the right direction or the wrong direction, <laughs> honestly. Right. Um, and we have this, you know, more modern femininity. Or, um, no, let, let me clarify that. We have this modern feminism. Right. Sorry, I, I, definitely the wrong term there. Um, where we don't view, we, we don't give women the uh, maybe the respect that they deserve. But instead of recognizing the, instead of making an effort to recognize their inherent dignity, we try to bring about equality by turning women into men. Right. Which is just such a false, false thing to do. We
1: definitely denote like equal pay and equal rights to um, like femininity. Like we're like, this is the best way to give them their identity is just through these monetary things which goes back to us yeah. you know
2: we but. see the the symptom which is inequality and we treat the symptom but we don't treat the root cause which is the failure to see women's dignity right you know. in who they truly are in right. Right. fact
0: like the dignity of women it's been completely twisted like the fact that women are fertile that's a bad thing like change that about yourself that's what our mm-hmm. society says so no, there isn't respect for inherent femininity. And that's, that really is one of the issues. So if, if society is telling women like to have children is bad, like how do you think women are going to react to that?
2: Yeah. Because it's having children that quote, you know, holds you back in the workplace.
0: Yeah. You can't be who you are if you have kids. So that's.
3: And again, that stems from men wanting to have pleasure without the, consequence of children you know Mm -hmm. that's where that comes from you know it's a it's man's failure to be self-emptying and self-denying for the sake of Mm -hmm. woman that then you know really uh, prompts exactly reactionary exactly and we don't and we're so lost in it we don't even realize that that's the cause that Mm -hmm. now we we Rather than trying to die to self, we'll just say, "Well, let's just give women what men have and make them men, and then we'll right. be equal." Yeah, you know, <laughs> which like- is a
2: disaster. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh.
1: So true. Well, the the I especially want to dive a little bit deeper into the sensitivity that that uh, surrounds our care for others. Right. Um, and it always makes me think of, of course, Mother Teresa. And um, and she I has think some great quotes. by She the way. does her <laughs> Abe Lincoln, um, <laughs> but she, you know, I think that when people, even even outside of Catholicism, you know, even outside of any kind of faith base, they have recognized her sensitivity and its service. Jason's pouring wine, in case, <laughs> in case anyone heard that that weird noise that was Jason <laughs> pouring wine. Um, It's okay, honey. You're of age. It's fine. Okay, thank you. You're well over that age, by the way. Wow. (laughs)
3: Paybacks. Okay, I got it.
0: He's an older young adult. He
1: is an older. (laughs) That
0: is so true. (laughs) High five. five.
1: Um, (laughs) But that whenever the sensitivity is practiced accordingly and when it's followed by appropriate action, because sometimes we can be sensitive to something that maybe the Lord is not calling us to be active about.
0: Does that make sense? Yes, I get that completely. Yeah, because
1: if we were sensitive, and I mean, we can still be sensitive to everything, but maybe the Lord is not calling me to do that. Yeah, like I'm sensitive to the orphans, but maybe the Lord is not calling me to to adopt all of the all of the children in the world. Yeah. Um, but there
3: that could be a role for a woman, like in society too, is to like, like I think of, um, I think of Wonder Woman. Okay.
0: It was mm. so
1: great. There's going to be so much mom. Wonder Woman stuff <laughs> going on now. It was right so now. good. She
3: walks into that Spoiler meeting. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. She walks into that meeting with all the higher ups, yeah. you know, who are all being false masculine. Yes. And she is very sensitive to it, right? She knows something's amiss right, right away. Right. And she doesn't take on the masculine role there. She right. calls them out to right. become on the their men. their lack of masculinity yeah. is so awesome. So. And she does the same
1: thing at the top yeah. of the stairwell. <clears throat> Yeah, and tells does. him like we you know i can't believe that you didn't stick up right for what was right there
3: this is one if not many and maybe the main reason why we need women in
2: to be amazon women wait. society
3: amazon women
0: right. in that's, all that's, spheres of life in
3: all <laughs> spheres of life <laughs> yeah i mean in politics and you know society you know is that throughout. what you were going to talk
1: about as far as the sensitivity of of wonder <laughs> no, woman oh
0: i wasn't okay what um, were you going to say so I was going to say that there is um, a temptation in women to become histrionic about, so like overly emotional. Right. Oh, yes. About a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so they see the ASPCA commercials and they can't stop sobbing. I will remember you. Is that Sarah McLaughlin? <laughs> Um, or any such thing like a a very small slight and then they just start sobbing and crying or you betrayed me or you did this well that's a false sensitivity that is not the true sensitivity that god has given women um it's and it is true it's about um your sphere of life right so there are people like mother Teresa who was called to take care of the poorest of the poor There are also women who are called in their sensitivity to take care of prisoners, to take care of the homeless, or to take care of children. And that's perfectly good and wonderful. And you can love all of these people, but what is God calling you in your sensitivity to do, right?
1: Right. And the other thing that I think is beautiful, a beautiful example of a sensitivity is... Uh, the wedding at Cana, a beautiful example of the sensitivity mm. of the Blessed Mother. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I heard it earlier today on another podcast. I never thought about it like that, but that the Blessed Mother probably knew there was no wine before anyone else knew that the wine was right. even running yeah. out. Yep. You know what I mean? I of remember I, did. Did. I, I used to... that awareness, that sensitivity. So um, the wine, you know what I'm saying? Take care of yeah. the wine. That's not what we're saying. Um, but I used to wait tables, mm-hmm. and I remember... Um, When when I would train other people, I would always tell them that they have to anticipate the needs of their table in such a way that they have to answer their need before the table even knows that they're in need. And by that, I mean, like if if someone's water is running low, you should already be filling it up before they're already before they're drinking, you know, getting down to that last sip Mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know, so you need to anticipate that need beforehand I think we even see that in the way that we parent
3: Oh definitely I was just thinking that I mean you are so aware of things that I'm just totally oblivious <laughs> to I mean it's flipping amazing I, I just I can't even begin yeah we're gonna keep this podcast I'm just kidding. <laughs> summarize I' mean like simultaneously aware of the baby you know the baby needing to eat well you know I don't know. <laughs> So-and-so hasn't used the bathroom, they need a <laughs> bath, and, you know, it's just incredible. While at the same time preparing for podcasts and <laughs> the mass, you know, parts and...
1: <laughs> well, the, I mean, I think that that...
3: There's like this beacon of awareness, you know? Like and I this think beacon that uh, it's definitely
1: a part of, it's, it's more, <clears throat> like we were talking about, it's more part of our nature mm-hmm. as women than it is... Um, to men, and we've talked about this a lot. Like we have friends um, that we've watched, and and especially in, in with children and their needs, um, that we were saying that I have. We have a friend, Patrick. Shout out to Pat Murphy. Um, but that I've always watched him, and I'm always amazed because he's he's very receptive to his children in that way, you know. Um, but that sensitivity. Um, is also just a sensitivity to not only the needs of others, but to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And um, it allows you...
3: Yes, thank you.
1: What were you going to say about that?
3: No, I just think that that's a very good point. Right. Yeah, it speaks to the feminine spiritual life, you know, being sensitive to the promptings of the Spirit. I mean, pretty much everything that we do and take on has been your prompting. I mean, doing this podcast... Um, me I mean, cry. I might initiate it because, but it's from your sensitivity, you know. Even the diaconate. Gosh, you know, I
1: will even say uh, that even when we have taken on things, I always bring it to him first. Oh, yep. I'm gonna cry. it <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of the wedding at Cana again. Yeah, you know, in that she knows that there is no wine, mm-hmm. but it, that the answering of that and the fixing of that, the initiation of it cannot. Cannot be started without, you right. know, the masculine genius yeah. of Jesus. Right. But I mean, that's the same way it's worked in our marriage. In that I bring him things, and I'm like, "Hey, this looks like something cool. Do you want to do this?" And I mean, that comes from something like amazingly awesome. As do you want to be a deacon? You should be a deacon. <laughs> to like, should we go on a date Friday or Saturday night? Like, those are, it's it, it's not ever a decision that's made by myself, but. Um, right. Yeah. So how do you, how have you experienced sensitivity? And we need to address this in the masculine as well, because like we were saying before, that it's not that you lack the, the ability to be sensitive. You guys are pretty sensitive. Um, <laughs> i a sensitive guy. <laughs> he bleeds orange and blue, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, go ahead, Joanne.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think it's rather quite funny that I'm going to be talking about this particularly because for most of my life and you can hear like the eye rolls in the background, I was entirely too sensitive in like the bad way. Like I would cry at the drop of the hat. Oh my gosh.
1: Our whole society is really sensitive right now. Okay, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Um, No, that was just me as a child. I was very, very sensitive. Like I would cry at everything. Um, And it was only this year, and I think it's because I really started delving into the spirituality of femininity and masculinity and God, God's image of like who I am and me as an image of God and his daughter, um, that I started like really seeing where these things were keeping me captive Mm -hmm. and so i was speaking to a really great spiritual director and she said like figure out why you feel like you have to be sensitive or like where is this coming from oh i know it was very good and she gave me all these books to read and so i've been very much aware of um how i allowed my emotions beforehand to really control me Um, So I would feel something and instantly I would cry or instantly I'd be upset or what have you. Um, But I'm slowly seeing that part of the feminine genius is feeling these emotions, but being moderate in them and knowing how to channel them because I didn't get that before. I just thought I'm sensitive, so I'm going to cry. There's
1: this, there's a verse in Proverbs that says a man without self-control is like a city without walls. Oh. Yeah, and so I remember I was I was praying with that one time, and I was like, man, you know, that means that there's no protection. But yeah. not only that, but it also means that not only are you prote- not protected from c- going outside, but you're also not protected from the enemy coming in. Uh,
0: yes. And so yes. when you were talking
1: about the thing that your spiritual director said, it also made me think about the fact that the enemy is an excellent distractor. Yeah. So if, if he's making us overly sensitive to other things, he's not... He's able to distract you from being super sensitive to the things that matter.
0: And I realized that by having this false sense of, like, and I'm quoting receptivity and sensitivity, that I was allowing all of these things to, like, take away my peace and take away this... Connection that I had with God because all these other things were keeping me away from him. And so God in his kindness very slowly, little by little, is saying like, okay, like now I will teach you how to use your emotions in the right order so that you you can have peace that never goes away. Like you can not have like this perpetual connection with me and all the stuff that happens outside, it's not going to affect Right. Like my connection with you. With great and
1: power comes great
0: responsibility. Right. And the the funny thing is I'm still just as quote sensitive, but learning how to moderate your reactions is like where the strength comes for women. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm really
1: sorry. So it also Crazy. made me think of Superman. <laughs> um,
2: not Spider-Man.
1: Not Spider-Man. I've already done Spider-Man. We've done Wonder Woman. So now let's talk about Superman. <laughs> But do you remember in Man of Steel when it shows a flashback of him as a child? Yeah. And um, he has all of his powers and but he doesn't know how to regulate them yet. Yeah. Yeah. And he like goes and hides he's in the closet. He's overwhelmed by sensation. Yeah, he's overwhelmed by the fact yeah. that he can hear everyone's thoughts, that he can see everyone's bones because he has X-ray yeah. vision, and he just can't handle it. So he goes and he hides in the closet. Yeah. And um it's just such a powerful thing that if we can learn to cr- to like pull in and rein in the the powers that the Lord has given us in our masculine and mm-hmm. our feminine genius, that they really could save the world. Yeah, you know.
0: And I mean, that's I know that it's a superhero movie, but I really resonated with that story. <laughs> because, right? um, and now I see that my sensitivity really is a strength. But God. Is teaching me to use it also like as a shield to protect myself, right? Like, and that that's something that I didn't I didn't know was even possible. And you know, God is all good and all kind and loving and wonderful, and He teaches you to be more of who you really are.
3: And that's I th- I think that um, as you grow closer to Him in your spiritual life, you'll you start to love what He loves, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, your heart breaks for what breaks His, and yeah. so the more that your emotional life becomes in congruity with the Lord, the more you're sensitive to the right things, you yes. know, and um, the more that they are rationally controlled um, yeah. by, you know, your intellect and your will, you're able to use your will freely. But when everything overwhelms you, you're, you're not yeah. free, you, yeah. you know, and you don't know how to cope with that. And so, um, you become more, your soul becomes more rightly ordered as you Mm -hmm. get closer to to God. Um, so,
1: so awesome. Yeah. Thomas thoughts,
2: um, on sensitivity,
1: on sensitivity. Or everything that we've been saying the last... I
2: think we've kind of hit everything pretty well. I, I mean, anything that I have to say has already been said. Right. Awesome. Well,
3: the next part kind of flows into it. Um, it does. We talk about generosity. Uh, um, In the next podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no! He just started talking. I know, every
2: time. You know, we joked about not Four getting minutes. through anything but sensitivity, and here I we know. are. Here, didn't I, get yeah. I
1: was sensitive God to the promptings really of the Holy
0: Spirit. wanted this to happen. <laughs> he did. This has
1: just been really beautiful. So thank you guys <laughs> for being here, Thomas, Joanna.
0: You're welcome. Love of
1: my life, Jason Bowman. Um, I don't know what's happening with my computer. I'm sorry. Um, but we are going to continue and go into generosity Maybe also uh, maternity Maternity, yeah. Um, in the next podcast. So God bless you, and we'll see you next week.
2: Faith
0: Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.